pray, shall we? Lord, I just want to thank you that we can come together as a family this morning. I want to thank you for your goodness, for your love, for your great mercy towards us and your grace. And I want to thank you for your angels here. Angels, we welcome you and the whole family in heaven. And we just want to participate in what's coming out of heaven this morning. We want to engage with it. We want to jump around in it. We want to just grab hold of everything that heaven has for us, Lord, that we don't have to wait, that we can have it now. And Lord, so we just grab hold of your word this morning. We just open our hearts and our minds to your word this morning. We ask you, wash us. If we've got any mindsets or things that are not of you, that your word will wash those free from us, I pray. Holy Spirit, that you would quicken these words to our heart, hearts and minds this morning. Just ask any distractions, any disquiet in us would just be settled down right now. We ask the government of our spirit to rise above the government of our minds. In Jesus' precious name. And we all said, Amen. I'm excited this morning, so I might not sit still, but that's all right. Are you ready? Yes. Good. Thanks, Amy. <laughs> all right. This morning, I've got a message about decreeing and declaring. It's sweet. While I was spending time with the Lord, I was up in the courts of heaven in the spirit, and, uh, and um, I was heard the Lord saying, he said, you must declare and decree my word, my will over the earth, the whole earth. You must declare and decree my word, my will over the earth, the whole earth. And he was speaking that out of the courts of heaven. And if you've been there, it's where business is done. It's a busy place, heaven. And um, he, he was saying, we need to start speaking and we need to be speaking the right things and declare and decree. So I went, right, I better figure out what declare and decree means. So I went to the word, I went to the dictionary, I sussed it out in Hebrew and I fossicked out, which is what I do when God speaks. And, um, you know, we have God's word here. We have God's word, we can read it, we can hear it, we can listen to it. But then when we've got hold of that, we then have to put it in our mouth. So we can get hold of God's word, we have it in our hearts and we have it in our mouth, but we must speak it out. So I've been studying that. So I want to talk to you about what declare and decree mean and what actually can happen when we start to do that. And it's exciting. This is good. Are you ready? Turn to the person next to you. Are you ready? Are you up for this? Come on, switch on your spirits. Put away all the distractions. Here here it comes. This is a good word for you this morning. You're going to go out of here going, yee-haw, let me at it. Say yee-haw. Good job. Right, we're ready. The word declare comes from the Hebrew word akva, meaning to make known or to set forth an accounting. So declare means to make known. Custom agents who ask international travellers, do you have anything to declare, commonly use it. The agents are asking for specifics of what you have and what you are carrying. What you have and what you are carrying. So to declare something is to make it known. To us spiritually, declarations are what we speak into the atmosphere, what we make known, what we already have possession of. What have you got to declare? What do you have already in your possession? So what do we have as children of God, as followers of Jesus, as heirs of the kingdom of heaven? What do we have already? Because that's what we declare. So you have righteousness, you are cleansed by the blood of the land, you are set free, you are delivered, you're delivered from every evil, you are healed by the stripes of Jesus, you have wealth and riches in your house, you have friendship with God, you have victory, you have a home in heaven. Those are the things you already have, so those are the things that you declare. You got that? 
To make known is to declare. Declare is to make known. In contrast, the definition of decree is a statement of truth that carries the authority of a court order. So declare is to make known, but a decree is a statement of truth that carries the authority of a court order. For example, when a defendant is convicted of a crime and sentenced to prison, he cannot ignore the sentence because the authority of the court order is such that upon conviction, he has no further say in it. All right? So to a statement of truth that carries the authority of a court order. The same is true with decrees in the spiritual realm. It causes the truths of heavenly realms to be manifest into the natural realms so that it affects our daily existence. And this is all legal jargon, but actually it's really important for us to walk out our victory in Jesus. This staff has punch to it. This staff will kick the devil's butt. This staff will break you through the hindrances and the things the enemy tries to come at us with. This staff is important. So I want you to stay with me, okay? So when we, when we decree stuff, it is doing stuff in the spiritual realm. It causes the truth of heaven to manifest in our daily life. We decree healing when we feel sick. We decree provision and abundance even when we feel like we're in lack. We decree peace when there is turmoil. Decrees are a tool of heaven. And if you look in Matthew chapter 6, verse 10, let's go there. It's the Lord's Prayer. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 10. This is Jesus telling us how to pray. He says, In this manner, therefore pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed or great be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. When we grab hold of what's being declared already, who we are in God, and what is being decreed is as a statement of truth from heaven, we are bringing the stuff of heaven down to earth. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven on earth as it is in heaven. So when we decree stuff, when we declare things, we're making manifest those things that have already been done in heaven. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that's that's the power of decreeing something, is we're making it manifest on earth what's already been done in heaven. Yeah, So that's why we've got to know who we are, what our rights are, what's been done, what Jesus did on the cross, the triumphs that he wrought over the enemy, what he has done for us. It is no good to sit like a bump on a log and go, oh, well, God, just do it for me. He has done everything he's ever going to do because he went to the cross. He bore sin, death, sickness, poverty, every stinking thing the devil could think up. He bore it for us and it's been decreed and declared and he has triumphed. Now it's our job to take what has been done and the will of God. And if you don't know what the will is, pick up this thing and read it cover to cover, write it down, eat it, eat it, eat it, get fat on it, and it will break everything off and you will know what you're meant to be declaring. It will just flow out of your mouth. All right? If you get stuck not knowing where the word is, write it up all over your house. Stick it on your fridge. Write it with lipstick on the mirror. Stick it on your shower. Anywhere you can put it. Write it on your hand. Put it in your pocket and when you need to declare and decree, when the enemy comes at you like a flood, you can kick his sorry butt. Come on now. Yeah? This is the truth and this is who we are. And too often we sit there quivering like a little jelly going, please God help me. And he says, I've already done it. I've already done it. The blood of Jesus has already done it. Now what are you going to do with it? The covenant that he has with us has already done it. That he is faithful to his promises. His word is in our heart and in his mouth. Now get it out there. Yeah? 
Are you getting this this morning? Yeah? All right. So we decree and make manifest God's will on earth as it is in heaven. And that's why we've got to know how to go up. He says, come up here, come up to Mount Zion. Many will gather. He says, you can come in and out and find, you know, green pastures. He says that you can sit by the streams of rivers of living water. He says, I want you to come up because if you know what's going on in heaven, you can speak it down on earth. If you know what God is revealing and imparting to you, then you can release it on earth. We're not meant to wait till we die to go and see what's going on in heaven because it's how are you supposed to know what God's will, what he's doing, what he's breaking forth, what he's setting over nations, what he wants to impart into your life if you're not going to see yourself. Yeah? The veil has been torn. It has been pulled down. There is no separation any longer for between us and God. You can go and you can see. Open my eyes that I might see, open my ears that I might hear, and then I can declare and decree what God's will is in heaven and see it come to pass on earth. Yeah? That's what God wants for us. That's what we are. We're ambassadors. Ambassadors declare God's will. Ambassadors declare the governor's will, don't they? And that's what we are. So the biblical context of decrees is that we are stating the will and purposes of God. Decreeing as his will establishes his purpose and his will is found in his word. That's why we need to read it. His will is found in his word. Therefore, when we speak scriptures, we're declaring his will. We're declaring. It's powerful. We may be faced with facts that don't match up with the truth. You may feel sick this morning. You may have bills that you're thinking, how on earth am I going to pay this? You may have family strife. You may have things that are not walking in the blessing. They are the facts. But the facts change. The truth doesn't. We've just got to declare and decree the truth until the facts change. Amen? We may be faced with different... Facts, we may have lack, relationship problems, strife in our family, work or school, but the facts, that's a facts. They have to give way to the truth. They have to. They have to give way to the truth. The truth is God's word and what he's decreed to be truth. We're no longer bound by the facts of the world. We're not bound by the world's standard. We're not bound by what the world says. We're not bound by what, you know, the bad news says. We're not bound by Facebook stuff. We're not bound by what your family generational curses might be. You're not bound by sicknesses. We're not bound by that. We're set free. We're set free from every curse that the enemy tried to bring on us. We're not bound by it anymore. Amen? Amen. It has to give way. The facts, the facts have to give way to the truth when you get it in your heart and out of your mouth. It has to give way. Amen? And Hebrew decree means to divide, separate, and destroy. This definition reveals what happens in the spiritual realm when we decree. I want you to listen to this. When we decree God's provision and blessings over our lives, then anything purposed against our provision and blessing can no, have no further say in the matter. When we decree God's peace and unity in our family, then anything purposed by the enemy against peace and unity, has no valid objection or standing to come against it. It has no right. It has no right to come against you anymore because you are freed by the blood of the Lamb. You're free by what Jesus has done. But you've got to walk out your victory, appropriate it in your life. 
When we decree my home brims with wealth and we establish our wealth and it destroys the spirits of lack and poverty. Now, the devil is a thief and he will come in and nick your stuff. He will come and raid your Christmas tree presents if we let him. You know, too often we leave the door wide open to him to come in and run a havoc in our life and our homes and our house. We just leave the door wide open. We say, come on in and just take what you want. And we go, God, please help me. He says, get up. Get up and take hold and declare and decree my promises. I have done it. But too often we just sit back. I mean, imagine how stupid that would be. I'm saying stupid, but Isaac's not here. He tells me often. But how stupid would it be if you just put a a sign out on the front door and said, come in any thieves and you can raid my house. You can take all the kids' presents under the Christmas tree and you can just have it. You can eat all the food in the fridge and just leave us with nothing. Now, how silly would you be? And yet, how often do we do that? The enemy comes knocking and we just go, oh, hello, come in. Instead of standing up in his face and say, here's Jesus. You're going to deal with me, you're going to deal with him. And telling him to get his sorry butt down back down the driveway and back to the pit where it belongs. Yeah, we've got to get a little bit feisty, people. We do. We've got to get a little bit feisty and say, enough is enough. You, you get your hairy toe back over the line. This is my turf. This is my city. This is my street. This is my home. This is my family and this is my body. And it's here from the top of the head to the soles of my feet. And you will not come against it. We've got to get feisty. You lie down and you go, woe is me. And he'll run over you like a Mack truck. He will. He says, violent take the kingdom. Yeah, the violent faith. It's not like you sit there and, come on. You are mighty to bring down strongholds in your, in your faith. You, know, you have resurrection power flooding in your cells. When you come to Jesus, you become a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. You are not just human anymore. You are superhuman. You are supernatural. You have the resurrection power of Jesus sitting in your cells ready to bang. I'm going to tell you a story I watched just before I went to sleep. It's good to watch things like this before you go to bed. About a young man, he was 25 years old. He had a slight cough and it wouldn't go away. So he went to the doctor and uh, the doctor did some tests and he went off and he was in the movie theatre with his mum watching a movie. He got this call on his mobile phone and the doctor said, oh, you need to come in and see me. He goes, oh, I'm watching the movie. He says, no, no, you really do need to come in and see me. So he went in to see the doctor with his mum and his dad. And the doctor looked at him and said, look, I'm so sorry, but you have stage four lung cancer. And he says, with treatment, you have 3% chance of surviving. Without treatment, you have six to 12 months. And he looked at the doctor and he said, all right, but with my God, he will heal me. And so he walked out of that doctor's surgery and uh, they took scans of his body um, and it got into his bones in in the lower part of his sternum, his sacrum. Did you see it, Mum? Yeah. In the sacrum and, um, and it got into the bones and it bores holes in the bones, doesn't it? Yep, that's what cancer cells do. They bore holes and it was, and it was destroying his body. And they didn't give him very much time. And so, but he knew that God was his healer. He knew who he was. And so he started to declare and decree who wasn't God. 
And one night he was up three nights in a row at 3 a.m. and he was praying. And the pain, you know, they'd give him pain medication. It wasn't working. And he was lying near his bed and he just started to worship and declare and decree God's promise that he's healed by the stripes of Jesus, who he is in God, and he just would not give in. And then the pain would subside and he'd go off to sleep. Second night, same thing happened. Third night, he was in agony and he was crying out to God. And he said, God, just either heal me or take me. Take me to heaven. I can't handle this anymore. And then he went, hang on a minute. That's not right. He said, no, I'm not going anywhere. This is not God's plan for me. And he started to actually grab his body and he says, I just take off those tumours in the name of Jesus. I just cut them off and I declare that I am healed and whole. As he did that for about an hour and a half, just worshipping and declaring and decreeing and statement of truth that the facts had to change and measure up to what the truth said. Anyway, about an hour and a half into praying that, the pain subsided and then there was this flash of fire like heat through his body and he said and then he just pain completely went and he went to sleep we had to go back to the doctor the next day he had some scans they wanted to see three months in and they wanted to see and he got this phone call the next day and the doctor said would you come in and he says all right yep he had no pain he was feeling good went in and he says look at your scans the tumors have completely gone there is not a sign of cancer in your body you are cancer free not only that when you get cancer, they, they, the, the cells bore into the bone marrow and there is usually holes and we've got to try and fix that up. He says, you have brand new, spanking brand new bone marrow and it's completely whole and healed. No medical intervention on that. God just wrought a miracle. Why? Because that man, at 25 years old, he knew who he was. He says, I am not going to let this stinking thing take me out. You know, and we can go, God, either heal me or take me. But no, he said, no, that is not God's will. That is not. You know, we can't do that. Oh, God, just do this or do that. No, you've got to know. You've got to stand up. And if you talk to mum, she did the same thing. She got to a point where she marched around her lounge room and she screamed at the devil and told that thing to get off her body. And from then, you didn't even get through all your chemo treatment. It would gone, gone. And she had the same chance given to her, 5% chance of recovery. And here she is sitting 20, 30 years later. 23 years cancer-free. Don't tell me that this stuff doesn't work. This is our right. We've got to stand up on the inside and know what our rights are, know who we are, and make the facts of our life measure up to the truth of God's will and what his will and his testament of what he has released in heaven has done. Jesus has done it. But if we sit and we just gather in all the time into our life, bad news, you know, drama and lack and, oh, there's no jobs out there. Oh, what are we going to do? The financial situation is bad. Or somebody's got sick over here or somebody's got this in my family. If we take in that, that, what you take in, what is in your heart is what's going to come out. So if you want to change it, do something different. Get hold of God's word and start to declare what he says about our lives. If you need work today, then get hold of the promises of God's word that he will bless the work of your hands. You know, if you need, have a need in your life, if you know that what is in your life is not measuring up to what God says is your right and your inheritance, then get hold of it and get feisty and march around your lounge room and march around with your Bible until something happens. You know, Philip, he had a, an attack on his body last year and it was like a, a what was it, your C7, C6 disc? And they were like, he was in excruciating pain. All right, And they were like, if this doesn't shift within a certain amount of time, then you're going to have surgery. And he's like, I'm not having surgery. 
because he'd heard about what they do. They go through the neck and, you know, and there's a lot of pain afterwards. I would wake up at 3 a.m. in the morning. He wouldn't be in bed. You know where he was? He had his Bible, he had his headphones on, and he was feeding himself with every healing sermon, every healing scripture that he could grab hold of until that thing broke off him. Within eight weeks, it was completely gone. And not only that, he was sitting on a plane for 11, 12, 13 hours going to Europe. Now, anybody that's had that thing knows that you don't do that. Yeah? God's word works. But we've got to get feisty and we've got faith and patience. We will inherit the promises. So we declare and decree it until something shifts. And you know what? As Philip said last couple of weeks, the devil will put the pressure on. He will push your buttons. You know, he will push your buttons until he, until he thinks he can get you. And you just got to stand. You know, I, I have had my buttons pushed. I've been without a vehicle for five months and I have had my buttons pushed. I've thrown shoes at the door in frustration. I wasn't throwing it at you. I throw shoes at the door. I've been mad as anything. <laughs> he was on the other side. <laughs> you know, but it was just like, and Philip would go, just stop it and pull me into line. And it was like, you just got to believe what God says. You know, this week, we got told that our car wasn't going to be able to be fixed. That it was a write-off. It cost a certain amount to fix and it wasn't worth it. And... Uh, to this week, we got a man to look at it and fix it, and it's running again. It's like it was $50 to look at the car and, and, you know, a couple of hundred bucks to fix it when everybody else said it was a write-off. We just had to stand and, and you know, you've got to listen up to God's timing and let him work in you. You know, and in the meantime, he's been working, but we've got to just trust God and keep on speaking. So when you go into God's presence and he starts to release things in your life and promises and he starts to show you things and you're reading his word and you're going, I want that. That's what I want. Then you grab hold of it, you write it down and you start to gather the promises of God until you can declare and speak it. So what is the need in your life this morning? What is it that you have in the desire in your heart, the dream in your heart that you need to see break forth? Well, take hold of everything on God's word. Get good word into you because that is what does it. You know, it'll, it'll set you free. It'll break us free from the bondages the enemy tries to come against us with. He's broken every curse. He's broken it. You know, I've seen it in my own life. And I've had six babies pain-free. Now, that is not a natural thing. You do not get that by sitting around waiting for the natural. The natural, you'll get the natural thing. You get hold of what God says, I'm a redeemed from the curse, that he has bore every pain, that the curse that was put on Eve has been broken by the blood of Jesus, and you will have babies pain-free if you grab hold of it. And I'm not just meaning little babies, I'm meaning big fat heifer babies. You know, nearly 10 pounds. It's like God's word is true. And the midwives go, it wasn't Shara. <laughs> With Chantel. <laughs> Sorry, I thought of Naomi's laughing at Shara. <laughs> it's like it's like if you just take it now you feed yourself if you just feed yourself on what the television says and what the radio says and what Facebook says and what the next door neighbour says and what your relative who's got a 10,000 diseases says I'll tell you what you're going to go down the same gurgler they go. If you're going to listen to the financial report and read the paper about how terrible everything is, then you are going to get the same result as they get. But if you pick up this book, this is a living book, which is sealed with the blood of Jesus. It's a will and testament. 
If you take hold of that and you eat it and get fat, fat, fat on it, it'll break off every yoke. And, it will do, and if you declare and decree it faithfully every day, morning and night, it will work. In this room, there is living testimony to how well it works. Come on. There is living testimonies of how well this book works because it is a living word. Jesus says, I am in my word and my word is in me. I am the word. He says, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, John 15, you'll ask for whatever you desire and it shall be done for you. Come on now. We've got to stand up, people. There's a world out there that needs to know and we need to walk that out in our own life so that we can say, this is what the Lord has done for me. Yes, so we've got to declare and decree. Psalm 112, verse 2. Psalm 103, verse 1 and 5. Actually, let's turn to that one. I know Philip's talked about that, but that's a goodie. If you need something to declare and decree straight away, Psalm 103. Let's read it together. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals how many diseases? How many? All your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with what things? Good things. What things? Good things. So that your youth is renewed like the eagle. What's renewed, people? So is there any old people in here? No. Amen. (laughs) Okay. That is what. And I want you to go back down to verse 20 because I love this one because, you know, the angels get busy when we declare and decree. Verse 20 says, Bless the Lord, you his angels who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you his hosts, you ministers of his who do his pleasure. That's the angels. The angels hearken, they hit. When you start to declare and decree God's word and his promises, the angels get busy. They're sitting up there far too often with us twiddling their thumbs, going, come on, start declaring, start speaking it, and we'll get busy. The moment you start to declare and decree, the angels go to work. There is a lot of back work. There's a lot of backstory when you have a breakthrough and it's because the angels get busy. They're pushing back the enemy's things. They're pushing back. They're setting up things. They're setting up jobs for you to walk into. They're setting up people for you to meet. They're setting up husbands to come from afar. Come on now, girls. They are. The angels are busy. They're setting up wives. They're setting up job opportunities. They're busy working. They are. You know, and if you hear people's stories and you go, how did that happen? It's like the angels have been busy. How did you meet that person? They just happened to be there at the right time at the right place. There is no coincidences. God is just behind the scenes. And the more you see in the spirit, the more you'll see how busy God is. Expect it. Bless the Lord, O my soul, who forgives all my iniquities and heals all my diseases. That's God's word. When something comes against you, stand up and declare and decree. That's what God's saying out of heaven today. The German diktat is the equivalent of our decree and means a harsh judgment imposed imposed on a defeated enemy that cannot be opposed. I love that. A harsh judgment imposed on a defeated enemy. Who is our defeated enemy? The The devil. Revelations 12.11 says we've overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. We overcome by the word of our testimony. And a harsh penalty has been delivered to him. 
He is a defeated foe. You don't have to be scared of what he comes with. You don't have to be scared of somebody putting a curse on you. You don't have to be scared of anything that he tries to think up because he has a harsh penalty. But if you let him ramp and rage into your house, he will take whatever he wants. You've got to stand up and tell him to get out and say, you look here, Jesus has done it, you talk to him. Yeah? We've got to get feisty. And the reason why we come together is to get our feistiness up together. You know, if you take... If you take a whole lot of us together and you stick us all together, we all get fired up together. You take one of us out by ourselves and it's cold out there. Yeah? And the rain and the manure and whatever else will get thrown at us. <laughs> yeah? And it's hard. But when we come together, it says to spur one another on, to encourage one another, to bear one another's burdens. When you've got a problem that you come and somebody goes, right, let's hit this thing together. You know, we're not meant to do it alone. We're fire, we fire each other up. We stir one another up. That's why we get together. So finally, as I finished, when we declare and declare, we are making known God's statements of truth and instating his will on the earth. So number one, when we decree something, we're speaking God's blessing upon our lives. Number two, we institute the very will and purposes of God. Number three, we separate and destroy the plan of the enemy out of our life. That's really important. When you start, you go, oh, is this working? When you start to speak God's word, you are separating yourself out from the plans of the enemy over your life. You say, you have no right to do that. I separate myself out from that. That is destroyed over my life. Where there is lack, you say, I have wealth and riches in my house. So I am blessed to be a blessing. That it overflows into my, when I give, you give back to me. Press down, overflowing. Just get it and hit it. Because when you do that, it separates you out from the rest of the pack. And says, this is what God says and whatever, it destroys whatever the enemy is trying to bring into our life. When you impose a judgment that the enemy cannot oppose. You impose a judgment that he cannot oppose because he cannot go against the testimony of Jesus. He cannot go and try and get his face up when you plead the blood of Jesus. He cannot even raise his head when you say his name. And number five, it releases the angels of heaven to carry out his will. Praise the Lord, you angels, you mighty ones who carry out his plans, listening for each of his commands. Yes, praise the Lord, you armies of angels who serve him and do his will. When we speak, the angels get busy. You've got angels on assignment, every one of us. Quite a few. And the more you talk, the more angels you get. So if you want a whole horde of them, you're like, I need more angels, well then start speaking more. If you need God to be more busy, then start declaring more. Decree and declare. That's what the Lord said out of heaven this week. You need to start decreeing and declaring my will to be spread over all the earth in your life. We've got to break through in our own lives so that we can get out there and say, look what the Lord has done. He's healed my body. He set me free. Every generational curse has been been broken. Yeah? That I have no lack. Look at the wealth and riches that God has given me. I am blessed. Look at my children. They are mighty in the land, the Bible says. Psalm 112 says that my children are mighty. You want your children to rise up mighty? Then speak it over them. You are mighty in the land. You are blessed at what you put your hand to. You are winners and not losers. Yeah? Have I got it? Have you got it? I've got it. Yeah? We shouldn't, we, we shouldn't be quiet. Yeah, it's not a time to be quiet. 
This is time to speak up. The world needs to hear this. The world does not know the answers to stuff. The world doesn't have the answers to the diseases and the lack and the, and the full prisons and all those things. They do not have the answers, but we do. We've got to stand up. Amen? Let's pray together. Actually, let's stand up and pray. Sometimes you've got to stand up. I want you to just bring to your mind those things that you need changed, those things that need to shift, those things that you need a breakthrough in. I want you to just bring to mind those things and hold them. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Lord, I thank you for your word, Lord, that it washes us clean, that it shifts mindsets, that it brings release in our life. And Lord, I pray right now as I've spoken your word this morning that it would just continue to bring release. And I decree and decree and declare, Lord, your goodness over every person here. I declare provision, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you forgive all our iniquities. You heal all our diseases. You've broken us free from every generational curse, Lord, that you say there is wealth and riches in our house, Lord, and wherever we put our hand to, it prospers and succeeds. I thank you that every child in this family, every child in this house, Lord, that they are mighty in the land. Lord, that they are, they are protected, that a hedge of angels is around them. But no sickness, no plan of the enemy, no sort of the scheme of him to take them out of your kingdom would succeed in the name of Jesus. We just pray blessing on our children. Lord, I call sons and daughters from afar that are meant to be with us in our family. I call them in in the name of Jesus. Lord, I call spouses in for our people, Lord, that they would have homes that are strong. Lord, that they would have that are brought up in your ways, Lord. And we just call those in in the name of Jesus. That is your will, that we would have godly houses. So I call sons and daughters in, in Jesus' name. Lord, I declare, declare and declare and decree, Lord, that you are, your goodness would flow through every household. Lord, that there would be abundant provision, that wealth and riches would be in our house. Lord, the desire of our hearts, Lord, that you would just bring those to pass. Just, just bring to him your desires right now and just speak them out. Say, Lord, I thank you that this is your will for me. Lord, I thank you for revelation right now of what your desire is, Lord, that you have planted those things in our hearts. Thank you, Jesus. Whether it's a new home, whether it's work, whether it's a steady income, whether it's freedom from debt, whether it's health, just speak it out right now and just declare it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you break through for us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I pray for mortgages paid off in the name of Jesus. I pray for credit cards paid off, Lord. I pray for debtors to just be released. They release us from debts right now in the name of Jesus, that those notes will be torn up. In Jesus' name. I pray for addictions to be broken off. In Jesus' name, that we are free by the blood of the Lamb. That who Jesus sets free is free indeed. Lord, I pray where there is family strife and disunity, I pray that there would be peace in people's families. As it lead up to Christmas, that this would be the best Christmas we've ever had. That there would be peace and harmony in every family gathering. That we would not treasure, that we would go in expecting good things in every family gathering. In the name of Jesus, we thank you that we carry your anointing and your peace upon us. That Jesus, we are complete in you. We thank you for your word. I pray that it would be like fire in our hearts and that we would not be able to hold it in and it would come out of our mouths and we would see the will of heaven manifest on earth in our lives from this day in Jesus' name. And we all said, amen. Amen, amen says, means so be it. It means it is done. Amen.